You're listening to Threads. My name's Luke Fraser, and this is The Tonic.
Two very different movements there from 2016's String Quartet Number no. 2, subtitled Current, by San Francisco based composer Samuel Adams. He's the son of composer John Adams and photographer Deborah O'Grady. You heard number one, fast and noisy, and three, quiet, patient. So it's a string quartet, but as you may have picked up, it also features resonating snare drums four of them in fact, that are controlled remotely via laptop. The drums which surround the quartet as they play are programmed to increase their rattling according to the intensity of the acoustic sound they hear and so creating a sort of live digitally controlled feedback. Starting out as a commission by the now sadly disbanded Spectral Quartet, the crux of the piece, according to Adams, is the relationship between the minimal digital language of the resonating snare drums and the warm, acoustic complexity of the string quartet. Together, a complex polyphonic musical organism emerges. He said that the title Current seemed appropriate both for its reference to the electronic currents that activate the resonating snare drums, as well as the intense, weather-blasted quality of the work's sound world. And for me, it's a really inventive example of building a meaningful bridge between the digital and acoustic musical worlds with some brilliant moments throughout. The Spectral Quartet are, or were, Clara Leon and Theo Espy, violin, Doyle Armbrust, viola, and Russ Rowland, cello. And the album Current was released on Other Minds 
last year. The end of the end of the world, a feeling of, but as to at this moment of time, maybe not lost in space, as well all are, and radiating out from no center, with each inhalation, a graceful step towards a truly successful disappearance. The moon is not out, nor am I awake, in a clearing now less clear you'd say. Maybe say something like, don't think about the past too much Or something like, try not to think about too many different things at once Or something like, don't think about the future too much at all In any way, why are we even talking about all this? There are these moments When everything is right in front of you I mean, at least, that is how it feels The long Monday that follows a light user's weekend and bruised and matches the height of the bathroom doorknob The received wisdom cast aside What used to be, keep my grave open Now is, won't clog the lid of the coffin They eat green salad and drink human blood A sustained moment of pre-echo, peace on earth Okay, now back to totally shattered And so, the difference between getting fucked up and getting fucked over Is that a question you'll find out after everything, there you are still hesitating No one came, and no one called So, who's haunting who here? 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 Penultimate gasp, that's what you think Clarity within the granular, but still no sense of the whole Zero stability coupled with tons of repetition you thought you'd have another chance, yeah, well, maybe It was not the dose that determined the poison But the category of foreignness A silence with the volume turned all the way up A closer look at absolutely nothing Mundane to the point of being psychedelic What are we even talking about here now? That's a good question Let us just say almost human Let us just say gross miscalculation Let us just say altered beast I'm just gonna keep talking until the pattern is revealed Well I say, well I say, well I say, well I say Symmetry on repeat, off your face on repeat, pink turns to blue on 
consciousness, a feeling of, and then again, and with little doubt, home. Homelessness, a feeling of, and then again, and with little doubt, home. Homelessness, a feeling of, and then again, and with little doubt, home. On, say on, be said on, somehow on, to know how on, said no how on, say for be said, miss said, from now say, for be miss said, so, who's haunting who here, 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 homelessness, a feeling of, and then again, and with little doubt, a feeling of and then again and with little doubt home homelessness a feeling of and then again and with little doubt home homelessness a feeling of and then again and with little doubt bit of a head trip that it's the opening piece who's haunting who here of last year's release by new york-based composer and performer ben vida's album the beat my head hit he's been an active member of the experimental and electronic music scenes over the past two decades or so with a long list of collaborators projects and releases to his credit alongside working and exhibiting as a fine artist This album continues an ongoing interest of his in spoken word, or really the sound of text, maybe I should say. It's a collaboration with the also New York-based Yarn Wire Quartet, their two pianos and two percussionists, as well as the vocalist Nina Dante, and it was developed collaboratively over the last four years or so. Ben Vida has said that the process was a bit like joining a band. Following a few early live performances, The material was worked through in the studio across many permutations, a process during which Vida, Dante, and Jan Wires, Russell Greenberg, and Laura Barger created what Vida calls a meta-voice out of the blending of our four voices. And that meta-voice, with the four singers fused together in near and yet never quite perfect synchrony, is the real point of interest for me. There's an intricacy to the rhythmic delivery of the deadpan lyrics, unfolding in scraps and by turns surreal and existential, even fatalistic, that belies the simplicity of the piano harmonies and brings to my mind associations with the sound poetry and TV operas of Robert Ashley. It's both familiar and somewhat unsettling at the same time, and a record well worth digging into further. That's the beat that my head hit, and it was released on Shelter Press last year.
kind of weird and I like it. That was a very pleasing discovery for me recently. It's called Submerge and it's by the LA-based Odea Nini, taken from her recently released third album, Ode. Born in the Bronx to Yemenite Jewish parents who emigrated from Israel in the 70s, she moved to Givatayim near Tel Aviv in the late 90s, where after initially pursuing a career in theatre, she was conscripted into the Israeli Defence Forces and spent months touring in army bands across the country. That ultimately had the effect of making her realise how connected she was to her voice and led to her moving back to New York to study jazz and contemporary music. One of her professors there was Jerry Hemingway, a former sideman in Anthony Braxton's band. In class, he apparently had his students record sounds from everyday environments, like the creaking of a door, and then explore their instruments through unidiomatic ways of playing in order to emulate them. She said that it was really transformative because with any challenge I had with my voice, I could follow my own rhythm and listen in a different way. Whatever came up, I would turn that into something musical. I could improvise with texture and the shape of my mouth to get different kinds of sounds, which took me away from notes, pitches, and melodies. That tradition. I found a whole world of sounds that I could make. A long-time yoga teacher as well, she's a highly embodied performer, and she said that the key is in the breath. The voice is like a skilled surfer, she said, but you need these really amazing Pacific Ocean waves. You need your breath to be really solid so that your voice can do its thing. From what I can gather, the album is completely a cappella, which is really extraordinary when you consider the sheer strangeness of the sound worlds in pieces like Submerge with its drones and what sound like orca cries and swanny whistles, all recorded in some kind of subaqueous cave. Meanwhile, elsewhere we have tuban throat singing, chirping, and ululating tones that echo the work of Meredith Monk, one of our longtime heroes. Definitely worth listening to in full. That's Ode, and it was released on Populous Records in 2022.
to Latvia then. That was three movements taken from Oyes Pranlich's epic mass titled L'Homme Armé. You heard Contemplation, Absolution, and Pringle Blix Luxaturna. From Riga, he was the keyboardist in the progressive rock group Salva in the 70s, and in the folk progressive rock group Vakas Mahas, or Old Houses, in the 80s, before pivoting into scored composition. L'Homme Armé was written for the five-voice vocal ensemble Ars Antigua Riga, and is accompanied by organ, sackbutts, kind of uh, ancient trombones I guess, and electronics, and the whole thing was the result of a creative symbiosis between Oyes Pramnich and conductor Perturis Varkovskius, who initially invited the composer to write interludes based on 15th century Franco-Flemish Johann Ockenheim's mass of the same name. L'Homme Armé, The Armed Man, is itself an old French night song and one of the most cited melodies in Renaissance masses. Stylistically, the whole thing's in the vein of similar genre-crossing pieces of his, exploring the common in the dissimilar, I guess, in a way that feels more naturalistic to me than on previous releases of his. Here, the blending of the vocals, organ, and sack parts works innately, and the electronics add a further dimension, which both refracts but also reflects, I think, the period musical context. The liner notes state that the album speaks simultaneously about the first soldier, the 21st century soldier, as well as the future soldier, but also importantly, at an abstract and philosophical level, about the internal, soulful soldier within, who can sometimes conquer even the most armed man. And Ars Antigua Riga were accompanied there by Yanis Pelser on organ. The album Alom Arme was released on Scani in 20. 22.
that's just got a rather lovely wistfulness to it, but also with a bit of a spring in its step. It's called Flowering Jasmine, and it was written in 2007 by Georgs Perlecis, a composer and musicologist from Riga, Latvia, and one-time student of Aram Kachachurian. His musicological research has focused on pieces from the Middle Ages, Renaissance, and Baroque eras, and those influences clearly run through his music, along with what I guess we could call contemporary Baltic minimalism, as part of a hybrid style that has been described as new consonant music, basically a return to tonality after the earlier abstractions of the 20th century. For his part, he said, I do not place great importance on the separation of ancient and contemporary. For me, all great and irresistible music actually represents the glimmer of an ideal and conveys the psychological drama of the human spirit when confronted with this inaccessible ideal. His music has also been called both naive and mysterious, and that definitely comes through in this piece, which retains skillful control in its levels of sweetness, nostalgia, and whimsy. It's all really rather nice, and I mean that in a nice way. And is it just me, or could you imagine it working very well as a soundtrack to an art house romantic drama or some such? I reckon. That was performed by the Lepages Symphony Orchestra, and they were conducted by Guntis Kuzma. The album Flowering Jasmine was released on Scanny in 2022.
that's really psychedelic in its harmonic effect. It's the title track from US violinist and composer Austin Woolleyman's debut solo release, The News from Utopia, put out on the label Bright Shiny Things last year. He's an ex-member of both the now-defunct Spectral Quartet and the ensemble Dal Niente, and he now plays in the much-lauded New York-based Jack Quartet, responsible for bringing so much new music to a wider audience. The album describes itself as broadcasting a transmission of coloristic beauty powered by an obsession with a series of images and musical conspiracy theories and featuring a cast of sonic characters that find expression in each vignette within this non-linear narrative. Okay, I think quite a lot of it is inspired by the Zadie Smith short story, The Lazy River, whether that be a few words or a whole sentence used as a jumping off point for this self-recorded and produced hybrid of violin overlays and electronics. I'm not sure you need to know those contexts exactly, but they certainly bring further to life some already pretty ear-popping music. It's a bracing listen at times, by turns lush, stacked with tricksy counterpoint and fizzing with rhythmic energy, and that piece in particular stayed with me long after the first listen.
Just gorgeous, really. That was three movements, numbers one, three, and five, from five songs by LA based composer, violinist, and teacher Andrew McIntosh, who originally hails from rural northern Nevada. He's been described by author Alex Ross as a composer preternaturally attuned to the landscapes and soundscapes of the West and whose interests range from historical performance practice of the Baroque era to improvisation, microtonal tuning systems, and the 20th century avant-garde. The five songs are taken from his recently released 10-inch slash EP, We See the Flying Birds, five songs, put out on Populous Records in 2019. And they feature the soprano Esteli Gomez from the much-lauded vocal ensemble Roomful of Teeth, alongside New York's Yarn Wire Quartet that you heard in the Ben Vida piece played a little earlier. There's something about the crystalline quality of her vocals combined with the vibraphone and shimmering Fender Rhodes electric piano, just sublime, that recalls to me the work of vocalists like Joan LaBarbera and pieces like Morton Feldman's Three Voices. And maybe just because of the Rhodes and vibes, it has something to me of a chamber jazz feel to it as well. Compositionally, everything is just so, nothing extraneous or redundant, almost Webernian or haiku-like in its economy of expression. That was performed by Esteli Gomez, vocals, with Laura Barger, Ian Antonio, and Russell Greenberg, Fender Rhodes, vibes and percussion. Diezgan burgais rudiņš nocē sol na kūkim lopas traus. Diezgan osais kaptēte vorpas dzenu tērumiņ. Zīma, zīma bēls, zīma, zīma bēls. Lai 
Ciemiņš no jaunim ļaudim prīca no celobu smīžu snūpļobuši solda nolu darējuši kozas kozas bus kozas kozas bus Ciep mamēņa mīkstu maizi jaunēti boltus kojas sēdz moseņa boltu gultu jaudēt tevim tautas brauc tautas tautas brauc tautas tautas brauc labu ruku kotris cēsit grēdzinteņi pormaņēsit tava mote vedekļeņa man pašam ir ļauda veņa nu šos dīnas būs nu šos dīnas būs mēteņ dūmai prīca būs ņotik tava bāda būs vērgadeņa nādzēvosi jo uz ruku mozuļeits nām ir sev tik būs nām ir sev tik būs pirmā godā tautīts mani tik iz ruku vīnauklē Nalaiš gultas maļeņā, aivoj maļeņā, aivoj maļeņā. Kābas to zinavuse motis kurpu navuse motis kurpes slednes beja īsnēdēja tautiņos, aivoj tautiņos, aivoj tautiņos. Vai roka 
first thing I thought of when I heard that, maybe you too, was La Mystère de Bois Bulgare, aka the Mystery of the Bulgarian Voices, aka the Bulgarian State Television Female Choir, and I have to admire the Soviet literalism there just as much as the fanciful French. But anyhow, we are in fact in Latvia, specifically the small village of Olija in the eastern region of Latgale not far from the border with Belarus, where a rich heritage of folklore has been preserved and handed down. The traditional songs of this area, called Bolsi, were written in the local dialect and are traditionally sung when women work together. They're characterized by smooth, graceful melodies and a specific style of multi-part singing, and they've gained particular recognition due to the work of the group Olegius Sivas or women from Ulaja, founded in the 1940s and now in its third generation. But the singing you heard there was in fact by the contemporary vocal group Tortimitis, or Folk Maidens, and taken from their 2020 album Zizmas no Ulajas, Songs from Ulaja. They've had several previous releases, blending traditional Latvian elements with contemporary pop. Some of it sounds a bit turbo-folk to my ears, but what do I know, I guess. But this is definitely a more traditional offering, brought about by singer Asnate Ransny, whose academic research had focused on the music of Olija. The songs you heard there were, and for everyone's benefit, I'm just going to skip to one of their English translations, as far as I can gather. The bleak autumn is coming, be quiet children, and in a green garden. The whole album they're from is a real gem, energetic and soulful, with a slightly steely edge, and I definitely recommend digging into it further. Zizmas no Elegis, Songs from Elegia, was released on CPL Music in 2020.
That's such a lovely example of drawing continual ideas out of seemingly very little, and such an inventive use of texture between the two violins. It's the second movement, Vaccara Musica, or Evening Music, from the Little Concerto for Two Violins, written in 1991 by the late Pertoris Placidus. It's taken from the album PPP, featuring music from three composers, Placidus, Pelisus, whose flowering jasmine you heard earlier, and Kristaps Pettersons, and it was performed there by the great Latvian violinist and director of Cremorata Baltica, Gidon Kramer, alongside Madara Pettersson. I don't know a great deal more about this specific piece, but I just found myself drawn to its inventiveness and playfulness, as relayed through a rather unshowy and conversational intimacy. Just a great listen. PPP was released on Scarni in 2022.
20 minutes of overlaid trombone field recordings? Go on then. That was 2018's Without Persistent Environments, The Sense of Confusion and Flux Might Only Worsen by Oregon-born and Chicago-based composer and violinist violist Noah Jenkins. It superimposes a live trombone part played by Riley Leach over recordings Jenkins made of him playing in situ in several distinct soundscapes on the north side of Chicago, his apartment in Rogers Park, the shores of Lake Michigan at Loyola Beach, and the reverberant sanctuary of St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church. In these different persistent environments, tones shift one against the other, shaped by the acoustic properties and environmental sounds of the spaces in which they were recorded. Noah Jenkins describes how, as these spaces are cut between and overlaid, the sound of the live trombone is positioned just forward of them in the mix, and so articulates the space in which it is performed. The album from which it is taken, last year's Without Persistent Environments, put out by Sawyer Editions, features that piece alongside a monumentally long second one, which involves the trombone in a live looping setup in order to bring out just intonation harmonies and radiating overtones, and it's really quite head-spinning to listen to. He said that the whole album was inspired by the interactions of chamber music, the immersive potentials of drone music, psychoacoustic phenomena, rational intonation, field recordings, and experiences of deep sound in deep time. For me, it's completely immersive. I love both its long-form continuity and those sudden jolts you get when one environmental context cuts to another, such as the overlaying of water as it comes in and out. It's strangely moving in some way that, as ever, seems impossible and pretty futile to really pin down, just to experience it really.
That was the opening piece, Human Cargo, taken from 2021's Invisible People, music from the radio operas of Yvette Janine Jackson, released on the Friedman Gallery label. She's a composer who has built on her experience as a theatrical sound designer to create a range of narrative soundscape composition, radio operas, and improvisatory works that often draw from history in order to examine a range of social issues. A companion piece to her 2021 release Freedom, featuring the radio operas Destination Freedom and Invisible People. They're all part of a series of pieces themed around what she terms the middle passage. The journey takes the listener from the hull of a cargo ship trafficking Africans to the Americas and then traverses time in search of freedom. The radio operas themselves are ambitious, sonically and narratively dense, combining archive sound sources, electronic overlays and sound art. It's really singular work that deserves wider attention and is best experienced, as she says, with the lights out so that the listener can surrender to the theatre of the mind. And I think they serve as a valuable alternative to narrative in visual form, whether via film or TV that we are all just so overwhelmingly accustomed to these days. The piece you heard there was performed by the Invisible People Ensemble, a studio project whose recordings form the backbone of her radio operas.
there's something a little unsettling in that the harmonies slightly tripping you up as you go thwarting your expectation that was 2015's looks a turner by maya einfelder from valmira latvia and that was originally composed for the latvian radio choir who you heard performing it there conducted by sigvard's klava it's certainly a lot less stable even celestial than many typical settings of this movement from the latin requiem mass as a standalone movement i guess it brings its own sense of internal conflict it's as though we are not quite sure that eternal light has indeed been achieved for the departed or that we have to work through stages of grief before we can get to some sort of resolution as suggested by the time we reach the end of the piece it's taken from the album the fruit of silence that was released on Scarney in 2018. Right, that's about time for now. The tonic should be back on the 17th of April. As always, you can check the show's Instagram page for confirmation of that, the underscore tonic underscore. And always, as always, do drop me a message at any point via Instagram or the tonic.online where you can find access to all previous episodes of the show across a range of streaming platforms and an archive of the artists and recordings featured each time. Thanks to everyone at Threads for the continued hosting of this show. I should say it more often, but there are so many brilliant other shows by passionate people being featured on Threads. If you haven't already, do take a moment to have a look around. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Luke Fraser. See you next time.